Good morning from the newsroom of the Financial Times. Today is Friday the 29th of March and this is your FT News Briefing. Coming up today, Turkey burns through a third of its foreign currency reserves in an effort to contain the weakness of the lira. We'll get the lowdown from Ankara. Swedbank starts to feel the heat over money laundering accusations, firing the chief executive just minutes before its annual meeting. Our correspondent has the details. And German businesses brace for no-deal Brexit. I'm Daniel Winter and here's the news you need to start your day. Turkey has scrambled to save the struggling lira. The country's central bank has sold $10 billion worth of foreign currency. Investors saw that as evidence of an effort to shore up the lira ahead of local elections this weekend. Although the drastic action has had some success in stabilising the currency, it has caused turmoil in Turkish stocks and bonds and has harmed Turkey's credibility in the eyes of investors. With more from Ankara, our correspondent Laura Patel. So Laura, what's happened to the Turkish lira over the past week? So the Turkish lira had a terrible day last Friday when it plunged as much as 6.5% on the day as investors got spooked over a sudden drop in foreign currency reserves at the central bank, as well as a host of other things such as concerns about global growth and also tensions between the US and Turkey. So this fall in central bank reserves confirmed what many people had long believed, which is that the central bank was using some of its reserves to give money to state banks in Turkey, who were then using it to prop up the currency. And Turkey didn't have very big reserves to start off with. uh, And the sign that they were plunging further made people very nervous when the country is extremely reliant on foreign funding, has a lot of external debt coming due, and the reserves are not enough to cover that if, if the foreign funding dries up. So... This week, after the shock of Friday's currency plunge, the Turkish government has taken all sorts of measures to try and protect the lira in the run-up to very important local elections that are happening in Turkey this weekend. It has seemingly ordered Turkish banks to stop lending lira to foreign counterparties as a kind of way of stopping people, hedge funds and other investors, from short-selling the currency. And... Erdogan clearly sees currency stability as politically important. Keeping the currency steady really matters to President Erdogan because these local elections are already taking place against a very difficult economic backdrop. After last year's currency meltdown, the country has entered recession. It's suffering from very high inflation, especially food price inflation, and there's rising rising unemployment and bankruptcies. So voters are unhappy about that, and that seems to be causing flagging support for President Erdogan's AKP, the Justice and Development Party. And the president is really worried about losing control of a big city like Istanbul, the country's biggest city, or Ankara, its capital. And from what you can see so far, have the government's tactics worked? The tactic has worked to some extent from the president's point of view, uh, in the sense that the currency, although it has suffered some very sharp swings in recent days, it has largely stayed below the level of 5.5 to the dollar, uh, and the president really wouldn't want to see it weakening further than that. But whether it's worked enough to to hang on to big cities, we don't know. We'll see that on Sunday when the votes take place, um, and we will also see the consequences uh, when the government starts to unravel some of these measures 
we'll see the consequences for international financial markets and for investors. Laura Patel reporting from Turkey. Thank you very much. And we've got lots more detailed, insightful coverage on Turkey's roller coaster currency at ft.com or download the app. In the FT today, Tobias Buch writes on Germany's efforts to escape the damage of a potential no-deal Brexit. The president of the British Chambers of Commerce in Germany, Michael Schmidt, warns that the UK leaving the EU without a deal could inflict serious damage on the 180 billion euro trade relationship between the two countries. 13% of the chamber's 101 members were planning to move all or some of their business from the UK to Germany if no deal happens. And most of those surveyed expected a big or very big impact on their businesses. Perhaps the best metaphor for the chaotic stumbling towards Brexit Day is the proverbial bull in a china shop, a neat metaphor that fits in with Schmidt's view on things. Something will change under all scenarios in the relationship between the countries, he says. A lot of porcelain has already been smashed in the course of this process. You can read all of Tobias Book's reporting from Berlin, as always, at ft.com. Now to more trouble at Swedbank. Yesterday, Chief Executive Birgitta Bonnesen was forced to step down just minutes before the bank's annual meeting. The Swedish lender is feeling the heat amid accusations of handling €135 billion Euros for high-risk clients and is under investigation by US financial authorities. Our financial editor, Patrick Jenkins, spoke to the FT's Nordic correspondent Richard Milne in Stockholm, to discuss the accusations levelled at Swedbank. Richard, I gather you're just out of the Swedbank AGM, and if we can hear any background noises, it's the stage being taken down as a neat metaphor for some of the rather dramatic news that was revealed earlier today. Yeah, it's been two days of immense drama at Swedbank. Yesterday was kind of surreal. It was just one new allegation after new allegation the bank was raided by police. The prosecutors in Sweden upgraded their investigation from just looking at whether Swedbank broke insider information rules to whether they'd committed aggravated fraud, which is, you know, an extraordinary probe. And finally, we revealed that US regulators are probing Swedbank over the money laundering allegations. And so just minutes before the AGM, it was kind of no surprise that Swedbank's board decided to fire its chief executive. Birgitta Bonnesen, the former chief executive now, used to be head of Swedbank in the Baltics, which is where most of these allegations of money laundering come from. And really, she just paid the price for what's now turning into a hugely damaging scandal for Swedbank. And you've been reporting also on the government reaction to this, which is pretty extraordinarily harsh as well. Yes, I, mean, I think it's fair to say that really Sweden's reputation is on the line here, just as Denmark's reputation was on the line. I mean, these are countries that pride themselves on extremely low levels of corruption inside their borders, that also pride themselves on very high level of trust between individuals, between individuals and government, but also between individuals and companies. And the problem with the Swedbank scandal, as with the Danske Bank scandal, 
beforehand is it puts all of that at risk. And so I think ministers in both countries are extremely worried about this trust dimension, that if it erodes people's trust in society, not just in the specific bank in question, it's very dangerous. So Richard, I know there are legal limitations on exactly what we can say here, but what is Swedbank accused of doing? Yeah, so at its basic level, what has come out in an investigation by Swedish public TV, SVT, is that internal documents from Swedbank suggest that what they called the high-risk non-resident portfolio, so this is risky customers from Russia and other ex-Soviet countries, that 135 billion euros was moved through Swedbank in Estonia. Now, it's the market leader in Estonia, but it's also the market leader in Latvia and Lithuania. So we're talking about dozens of billions of euros of questionable money flows. U.S. regulators have asked it, what are its connections to do with a number of known money laundering schemes, such as the Russian laundromat, the Panama Papers on offshore companies, and Danske Bank, and some failed banks, such as Latvia's ABLV and Yukio in Lithuania. So we're still in the early stages of really building up a picture of exactly what's gone on. But it's fair to say Swedbank is facing allegations from sort of all sorts of corners. And that was Patrick Jenkins, FT Financial Editor, and Richard Milne speaking in Stockholm. And that's almost it for your FT News Briefing. But don't forget to follow the latest twists and turns from the House of Commons today. Theresa May putting the EU withdrawal agreement up for a vote. Can she succeed where her past votes have fallen spectacularly short? You can find all the coverage at FT.com and on our mobile app. With the latest from business, politics and everything in between, the FT News Briefing will be back on Monday same time, same place. Join Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin for a new edition of the Capital Ideas Podcast. In unscripted conversations with investment professionals, you'll hear real stories about successes and lessons learned, informed by decades of investment experience. It's your look inside one of the world's largest asset managers. New episodes are available monthly. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Invest 30 minutes in an episode today. Published by American Funds Distributors, Inc. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.